This What's up, Jets Nation? Welcome to inside the, the Forum Park Podcast. Studios for Eric another Allen, edition of Laces and Ethan Greenberg, Green Alex Jimo, and Eric Allen here to break down Week Eight: the Cleveland Browns hosting the New York Jets at First Energy Stadium. First things first, what a time to be alive in Cleveland right now! You got the Cleveland Indians in the World Series. You Isn't got it a great time to be alive? In general, yes. <laughs> yes. Everywhere and, USA, everywhere uh, world. Yes, yes, yes. But highlighted in Cleveland, Ohio, because debatably one of the... What a time to be a sports fan in, in Cleveland. Cleveland. Thank there you, you go. Thank you. <laughs> we needed some polishing there. But seriously, though, what, what, a, what a great time to be a Cleveland fan. You got the Indians in, in the World Series. You got the Cavaliers just getting their rings this past Tuesday, beating my New York Knicks 117-88. to 88. Not the best showing from the Knicks, but we come back strong. Well, and a drop of knowledge with the exact score, too, huh? Yeah. They lost by 29 points. It wasn't the uh, best it, it was. Uh, it was not night. the best opening night, but you know what? There are 81 more games. It's okay. We are all witnesses. Thank correct? you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Nonetheless, mm. I know, Alex, we talked about this before. You're a Red Sox fan. Yeah. Theo Epstein versus Terry Francona here. What where you where do you lie? I mean, in my opinion, Terry Francona goes down as one of the best managers of all time. If he wins this World Series, he won one with the Red Sox, then he's gonna win one with the Indians if they win. Um But like what where do you lie? Because, you know, Theo brought you the championship. Oh, I lie so with I lie, I lie with Tito. He was great. Theo, I didn't he and Tito left on good terms. Theo, on the other hand, you can also say could go down as one of the best general managers of all time. I mean, he broke the curse, the Boston Red Sox curse. Uh, they hadn't won since 1918. And then he could possibly break the Cubs curse. They haven't won since 1908, the curse of the Billy Goat. So, like, he's done a fantastic job as well. I'm also I'm not a huge fan of him as a person. but he's, Of Theo. He, yeah, of Theo. But he's, he's good at his job. They're both tremendous. Is at there their a backstory job. there? You're not a huge fan of him as he's, a person. He's not known to be like the nicest guy. No. Um, yeah, he's had some history. And Terry Francona, by the way, lost his first ever World Series game as as manager last night because the Cubs won five to one. Oh right, because they swept the Red the, Sox. The Red Sox in swept twice. And yeah. Uh, so he was 8-0, yeah. then 9-0, entering crazy. Game Two of this World Series, and now he's nine and one. I went to Game One. Uh, we had a game against uh, the New England Patriots the following Sunday, uh, and so we got to Providence. I think we stayed in Providence at the time. Saturday we went to uh, game one of the World Series between the Red Sox and the St. Louis Cardinals. That was after the Red Sox came back against the Yankees, the 3-1 deficit. Mm-hmm. Was it 3-1 deficit, right? No, they no, were down. No, 3-0. Th- it was also 3-1, yeah. but it was 3-0. Yeah, 3-0, and uh, epic. And then uh, I sat with Jets legend uh, Marty Lyons right by Pesky Pole there in the right-hand uh, corner, right-field corner. That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, that was a tremendous experience. One of our uh, scouts here, Matt Bazer, again, is a director of uh, – uh, pro scouting for the New York Jets, actually. He's from the area. So I had the ticket laminated. I came home and I said, you probably would um, like this better than me, honor it more, treasure it more than me. So I gave my ticket to get one of the World Series away. That's cool. So do you care who wins this World Series? No. I have no idea. But I did hear... uh, But are you pulling for a team more than another? No. Okay. Uh, Washington State head coach Mike Leach, who's fun, uh, he said that uh, Cubs fans, there's so many Cub 
fans, quote-unquote Cub fans out there, and they, oh, yeah. they drive their expensive sports cars and wear their their uh, chic, uh, chic clothes and all this other stuff. I think it's trendy to be a Cubs fan. Now, if you live in Chicago, you live in the north side, and you've been a long-time uh, Chicago Cubs fan, I'm cool with long it. Long-time suffering. Even, <laughs> even if you live in Buffalo or San Diego or Topeka, Kansas, and you were always a Cubs fan, that's fine. But what happens? Topeka, Kansas. Okay. But what happens, Ethan, is that people like to follow the crowd, and right now it's really cool to be a Cubs fan. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. so if you walk down the street in the city, I guarantee you've seen a lot of Cubs fan, Cub fans out of the woodwork. Okay. My whole thing: if you're a fan of a team, you're a fan of a team. But. We live in a society that people like to follow what is cool. The Cubs are cool. I'm hoping that the Cleveland Indians win the World Series Me just too. because I don't, I don't think anybody wants them to win the World Series other than the diehards in Cleveland. I think, uh, And I do like Francona. They both should get credit, yeah. no doubt about it. I feel bad about the way Francona exited Boston mm. because we talked about uh, way back in the day the guys, the pitchers eating fried chicken during a game and playing cards and stuff like that. I feel bad. I felt bad the way he exited there. Mm-hmm. But uh, both are going to go down as baseball legends. All the so don't worry about them. Either one of them. I think that the Cubs not winning World Series since 1908 really overshadows the fact that I think that's why it's, it's cool to be a Cubs fan, yeah. to use your own words. I think if it, you know. Well, what, when's the last time uh, any of I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's been a while for both. The, I think it was but, in the 80s. But the Cubs are the longest, right. have the longest drought, therefore it or is cooler. Years. But I think, I think it'll be a tremendous series nonetheless. And something else that's very interesting is Cleveland Indian second baseman, Jason Kipnis, grew up a Chicago Cubs fan. So one must be kind of weird for him playing against the team that he grew up rooting for. To try to get a World Series. Wait, hold ring. on. The Indians haven't won a World Series since 1948, so there's it's been a while. So, but there's still a 40 year difference there. Most of those fans haven't seen a World Series either. So. Exactly. So, so whoever wins wins. It's a win win situation. <laughs> it's a win win situation yeah. for society. 19, 1948. That's yeah. a long time. Yeah. But again, you're not going to roll down uh, Manhattan tonight and see all these people with uh, Indians shirts well, on. Absolutely it's not, not. Cool to be an Indians fan. No, it's cool to be a Mets fan. Is it? You're absolutely it is. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of baseball talk here. Yeah. Come on, yeah. let's roll. Okay, wait, wait, no, no. I, I want to talk about this because this is something interesting. Jason Kipnis said. I can't name five players on either one of the teams. Ethan and I discussed this last <laughs> night. I've not watched either one of the games. I didn't want to series. bring it up, but but you did. So yeah, I'm honest about it. That's fine. I, I just people know. should accept I their shortcomings. Know. I don't know five players on either one of those ball clubs. Steve Bartman. You know Steve Bartman. Yeah, he's either. not a player. He never was. Even right. though half the nation or half the diehard Cub fan base act like he was the reason they did not advance okay, so, in the playoffs years ago. So Jason ago. Kipnis, the Indian second baseman, believes it would be really cool. He went to high school with Steve Bartman. <laughs> that it would be really cool to see Steve Bartman throw out a first pitch. It would be incredible. That'd be so like what a moment. What a sports comeback. You think moment. that you think that if he throws out the first pitch, his reputation is cleared? Yeah, in Chicago? this guy has been haunted for his entire life. The poor guy. Like, I think that's absurd. I think it was. A, <laughs> I think it was a, a, a travesty that the guy was vilified. Well, that that goes. 
That goes without saying. No, I but think that... I'm answering your question. Okay. I'm saying part A is it was a travesty the guy was vilified. It was, listen, you lose games not because of one play or one moment where a guy sticks out his hand and Moises Alou can't come down with the ball in left field there. Okay? The other thing is, who cares what a Cleveland Indian thinks about a guy throwing a first pitch at a game? Well, the Cleveland I don't care Indian that, used I don't, to be a Cubs fan. I don't care. I don't care. That, that's like and the whole probably, premise of it. I bet you we have some guys in the locker room, like probably uh, Brian Winters and maybe Jalen Marshall and a couple other guys who grew up in Ohio. They were probably Cleveland Browns fans. That doesn't mean they should determine who the national anthem singer is this he, week. He's not. He's not saying. He's not determining it. He just said it'd be cool to see him throw out the first pitch. There was also talk of Charlie Sheen throwing it out for the Indians. Because that's of, now that's funny because of Major League, right? Yeah, that How that's funny. funny. Rick I Vaughan. mean, that would be just hilarious. The, but again. This is not reality. So, but you guys live in this reality TV I mean, world. It could so, be. Sure. It could be. Like it, we need to have more fun with life. I think. Imagine if he came out there like with the Rick Vaughn haircut and the glasses. Yeah, that'd and be in funny. The in the jersey, garb. that'd be it awesome. It would be amazing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the, but like whoever throws what is out this, the first an episode pitch, of The Apprentice. Like, why does the first pitch have to be an athlete? Sports is entertainment, Eric. Sports is entertainment. Like think about it. Sports I, is entertainment. So you just quoted. Uh, Wikipedia, or maybe you got that on a text <laughs> message, that the Indians have not won a World Series since 1948, and the Cubs have not won a World Series since when? 1908. Okay, so is this a serious business when these people mm-hmm. reach these stages? It is entertainment, but it's but not a joke. It's not. What is it? What is this? Two and a half men? Are we gonna? <laughs> we gonna have a, a Charlie? Sheen a, everybody's yes. everybody's yes. gonna get back together, and we'll have one more show. I mean, come on. Well, what's wrong with what's wrong with having a non-athlete throw out a first pitch, like Steve Bartman? I will say, if Steve Bartman threw out the first pitch and the Cubs lost the World Series, that would be the worst thing that could ever happen. But you Bartman. guys, you just said you think it's a cool idea. I do think it's a oh, cool but, idea. But now you're going to say only if I'm the... saying no, no. I'm saying it's a cool idea to have him throw out the first pitch, but he could also be a scapegoat for Cubs fans. If they were to lose the World Just Series, let the guy live, man. He don't got to come back. All this right. is absurd. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna fast forward in time here. Leave him from alone. From 1908, 1948, we're going to 2010. Last time the New York Jets played in Cleveland against the Cleveland Browns. Well, okay. what is this? Back to the Future? Did you see that movie? <laughs> yeah, I have. Thank you very much. I wonder if Jaimo did. Probably <laughs> of not. Of course, I have. I've seen all three. They're fantastic. Good. <clears throat> no, okay. You a Michael J. Fi- uh, J. Fox fan? I, I am a Michael am. J. Fox fan. Good. He's a Jeff fan, too. Is he? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but now, you, now, I now do. you do. Now I do. That's Maybe what I he do should here. sing the national anthem. Um, or th- I was going to say, <laughs> throw out the first pitch, but there is none. Yeah, you're right. There is none. Okay. 2010. Give you a little, little background here. Number one song in 2010 was TikTok by Kesha. Alex definitely loved that song. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Make it rock. All right, all right, all, all right. right. Empire State of Mind was another hit then. New York, Concrete Jungle. You know that song yet? Yeah, Alicia Keys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We have the next American Idol here. <laughs> Toy Story 3 was the number one grossing film Never in saw that. 2010. That movie was horrible. You probably saw that one. I actually did not see Toy Story 3. Really? I saw the first two Toy Stories. Okay. Inception came out. Either one of you oh, see Inception? Oh, I love that movie. Didn't see it. Oh, Inception's fantastic. With Leo Despicable DiCaprio. Me, Despicable Me came out. Good movie. San Francisco Giants won the World Series. What are you dropping that for Chris Gargano? I know, Your right? boss? I was just looking at some sports things okay. here. The Broncos were 4-12 and in 2010. What a turnaround. 
Super Bowl champion last year, 4-12, six years before that. Okay. 2010 season, Green Bay won the Super Bowl over Pittsburgh. Feels like forever ago to me. Now, 2010 was also, fun fact, the first year that the current overtime rules in, re- in the regular season were first implemented in postseason play. So it's one, 2010 playoffs were the first time in the NFL history that the postseason was not sudden death. Okay. And then 2011 season, it got fully implemented into the regular season. I'm getting real tired of the college football overtime rules. The college football overtime yeah. rules? The, Why? The 25-yard line, the back and forth, not a fan at all. It's ridiculous. It's too. Then we get these scores where it's 60-60. By the way, did you see Texas Tech and Oklahoma, they played college basketball the other night. 1,500 yards of total offense. That's not football. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, yeah. I don't even know what the score in that game was. It must have took what's, six hours to complete. What's your thought on the college football playoff then? I'd like to see eight teams, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with four. Well, okay. I think it should at least be six. Six? Hmm. I had two more. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be hard to jump from four to eight. That's a lot. But how are you going to do six? Do you how think you the top two teams? Yeah, I don't it, know. How would that work? Maybe yeah, the top two teams get a bye? One and two in the country get a bye, and then you... And then you have the yeah, that's two, and then you have three through. I'd like to, play. I'd, li- I'd like to see eight. I don't know if we'll ever get there. I, I guess, I guess we'll time will tell. But yeah, I got, a, I got some trivia for you. Last time the Jets played the Cleveland Browns in 2010. So yes. Who scored the winning touchdown? Tone time. Yeah. Okay. So San Antonio Holmes to like the house. 17 seconds left. In he overtime. used to sit in this very studio four quarters. He was one of our monthly guests. He'd come in here at tone time. Turn on the lights. Santonio would brighten up a room with that smile. <laughs> Question and number, he was a gamer. He was a gamer. The guy had, you know, he could make plays when he needed plays to be made. Question number two. Loved the big-time moment. The Browns in Super overtime. Bowl, did you Uh-oh. see? Yeah, how about Roethlisberger throwing to him? In the it, Super Bowl? Yeah, in the Super Bowl. It's funny, it's funny you brought that up because... I was going to bring this up after the show. I'm not convinced he was in bounds. Santonio, I, I'm a fan of Santonio Holmes. I'm not convinced he was in bounds on that play. I think his second foot was hot. Like if this is his, you can't. If you're listening, you won't be able to see this. So I'm going to do the best that I can. Well, you can look it up because it's been I, analyzed. I got a that. million times. What I'm saying is his his second cleat, the yeah. cleat was higher up on his other shoe. Okay. Therefore, one toe touched. But he did not. One the, se- the second, the One second toe did not. You saw well, we have, I'm not going to get into this you now. Saw the toe? That was a touchdown. I'm not going to get into this. Is what I'm not going to do. And also, fun fact that the James Harrison play where he picked off Kurt Warner and then ran it back to the house at the end of the second half. Sure. Larry Fitzgerald was running up the sideline, yes. and Antrell Roll decided to peek his head out. It's Antrell. Antrell Roll decided to peek his head out. Fitzgerald smashes into Antrell Roll, <laughs> gets completely stopped. And starts again, and Fitz brings down Harrison into the end zone at the very end. Entrell Roll is sitting on the bench. James Harrison gets caught. Just putting that out there. You can look that up, wow, too. Wow, you're pissed off about this. Yeah, I am. I am. All right. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm getting the blood working here. <laughs> Second question for you, EA. The Browns was in overtime. The Browns in overtime were knocking on the door. Yeah. A receiver fumbled the ball. Okay. On the sideline, okay, recovered by the New York Jets. Okay, who was that receiver? And who recovered it? <laughs> uh, you can do both. 
Who was that receiver? And I'll give you a clue. It used to be a New York Jet. No, Chancey Stuckey. That, there it is. Chancey I'm, I'm Stuckey. I'm trying to think about Stucky. the. I'm trying to think about the recovery. Yeah, it was right up the. I think that was right up the. Was it the home sideline yeah, or the yeah. Jet sideline? Was, was it the home sideline? I'm not positive. Yeah, it was, Stuck actually caught uh, Mark Sanchez's, Sanchez's first yeah. professional touchdown pass. Yep. And then, lastly, since you brought up Sanchez, yes, first time he played in Cleveland was 2010. Jets made the trade with the Cleveland Browns. Sure. Who were the three players that the New York Jets traded to move up in the draft? Jason, uh, Jay Tr- yeah, Jason Trusnick, Kenyon Coleman. And uh, they four match and Chancey Stuckey. Oh, and Ratliff went there. Hold on. Ratliff, uh, Brett Ratliff. There are three players. Brett Ratliff, Kenyon Coleman. It's not Trusnick, not the one that I have. Yeah, they probably signed Trusnick. We probably released him. He signed him. So then, I go, then I'll go stuck. Abram Elam. Abram Elam. And Kenyon Coleman. Shoot. And then, and then they swap first-round picks and whatever. Got two, you got two of the three wrong. Now no, no, that no, we're I got done. two of the three right, but I got one wrong. Now right. that we're done picking EA's brain, Alex, I'm picking your brain now. This week's matchup, okay, Jets traveling to First Energy Stadium. Mm-hmm. Jets coming off a win. This week's first touchdown that the New York Jets score, is it on the ground or is it through the air? Well, the ground's rushing defense is not very good. So I'm going to go Matt Forte. He had two last week, one through the air, one on the ground. You get 159 yards? 154, I think. 154 yards? I'm going to go with him. He's on fire right now. How could you not? Yay. I'll say it's going to be a, a longer pass play. I think Robbie Anderson's getting an end zone this week. I don't know when he's going to get in, but he's going to get in this week. I'm not going to call it a quarter. I'm not going to say it's the first. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's the first touchdown or okay. anything like that because uh, I think that his confidence has to be growing. Uh, Chan used him on the end around a 30-yard rush last week. He also made a great reception in the fourth quarter. Do you think they'll be doing more of that with Robbie because he's so fast? Like they like, had that 30-yard like end around this past week. How fast that guy is! Yeah, well, it will give you some options, and this offense will be, uh, you know, continues to develop without Eric Decker. Yeah, it was a good sign what you saw on the ground last week. I'm just saying, as I think that. Quincy Nunwa showcased his speed, the 69 yards. Quincy Nunwa had the highest miles per hour on a scoring touchdown in Week 7. Oh, yeah? Yeah, 21-something. Yeah, I like his quote after the game, huh? Oh, yeah, the Odell Beckham one. Yeah. Said Odell's not the only explosive receiver (laughs) in the 2014 draft. I like it when guys say In the New York area. And he didn't say that. It means spirited. That's more along no, the lines. Just have, have Alex, some that, confidence. that's your boy right there. Yeah, no, since training camp, bre- breaking out. I'm just. That's my only prediction offensively is that uh, Robbie Anderson's going to get into okay. the end zone this week. All right. All right. We'll see. Ag, does the defense carry on this momentum and replicate turnovers, or are we looking more? for sacks this week. I know you spoke with Leonard yesterday. You found out some interesting stuff well, about the big cat. Yeah, he got, he got his sixth. He was awarded his sixth sack yesterday. So our defense um The defense went lost, from six five yards. Rushing, right. so, lost five rushing so yards. It was 11, so they ended 11. up allowing 11 and not six. I but, actually told him that. He didn't even, he wasn't even aware. I was like, congrats on the sack. He was like, yeah, but that hurts our stats. And I was like, yeah. But I, I found out, I discovered that his father is half African-American Half Japanese, 
because he he's inter- he has an interesting look. He almost looks Samoan. And I asked he, him, I was he like, does are you kind of look Samoan. Yeah, I was like, he look, you look Hawaiian. He was like, no, it's actually the Japanese in me. So that so was... So he's Japanese. Yeah. Pretty All right. Cool. Yeah. And he has... Um, he has... There's five uh, little Williams running around there's here. There's five little he Williams. He has four brothers, three brothers and one sister. So well, I doubt any of them are little. No, and that they're the opposite of little. He said they're all as big as me, except for his sister. Oh my God! Obviously. Could, could you, it's a family in a neighborhood you don't mess with. Oh yeah. I was gonna say, could you imagine going to like Thanksgiving at and their house? And another fun fact about Leo. Um, he used to. He was too big when he was young to play Pop Warner football. Oh, yeah. So, he, so he played rugby instead. He played rugby yeah. instead. Okay. Yeah. Did um, Leo also? Oh man, I just. You blanked. Yeah, I just. Listen, blanked. I'm looking forward to see Sheldon Richardson again after what he did last week. <laughs> he was unblockable, unstoppable, tremendous motor. He's very unique. When he plays inside, of, of course, Mama Wilkerson out of the lineup last week with the ankle injury. We'll have to see if he can go this week. But uh, this guy, Sheldon's a raw athletic talent. Bart Scott, in fact, told me this week on the podcast that he thinks that he could be one of the two or three top interior players in football when he plays that way. And Sheldon is also a team guy. He doesn't get a lot of credit for that. Um, Externally, I think uh, either from the media or the fans, but he's been asked at times to play outside linebacker, and he said whatever's best for the team, and he has taken that all in stride. Very impressed with Sheldon, and he did that with a heavy heart. His uncle was murdered uh, a few days before the Jets lined up against the Baltimore Ravens, so Sheldon was not here um, at practice on Wednesday, but I'm going to be really interested to see how he follows up on that game. The other thing, you guys talk about the franchise low rush total the Jets gave up. No coincidence that David Harris was back in the lineup. And give Julian Stanford some props, too, because Darren Lee was out. Bruce Carter went out with the quad injury, I believe. Julian Stanford played awfully well in the second half. And then finally, the most heartening thing for a Jets fan, probably, like you mentioned, was the takeaways. That has to do something for those DBs, the much maligned DBs. Buster Screen, he's going back to Cleveland this week. He'll be ready to play uh, against the team where he started he's a uh, Mets his fan. professional career. He, I, he is, yes. He's he says a, he's, he's a diehard. He's well, an adopted, adapted <laughs> Mets fan. And then Gilly got into the mix as well. So there were encouraging signs. And Marcus Williams had his hands on a lot of balls. Uh, uh, Darrell Rivas had his first pass de- uh, defended, I believe. I know he had. A, was it his first PD this I year? Think so. uh, I, I, I think don't, so. I don't know the stat on that. but he, We uh, might have to call Jason for that stat. But it was Darrell has been playing extremely yeah. well the past couple weeks. Yeah, EA, um, I was talking to EA about that yesterday. He looks like he's getting back to his old self. And well, he said it on, your, on Inside the day. Jets. Yeah. Right. On Inside the Jets, he said that he feels like he's getting into a rhythm. Nice story by Ethan. <laughs> I liked how you wrote about uh, uh, Darrell addressing the team. That's not something that's typical for him, but he said it's, it's my time to step up to the plate. Saw that quote in your piece. So, yeah, Darrell rounded into form, so encouraging signs. B, don't overlook the Cleveland Browns. They've yeah. been in a lot of football games. They're 0-7. We know that. Josh McCown, he's a gunslinger. Sometimes you're going to have opportunities to make plays in defensive backfield, but he is going to test his secondary deep if he's the guy playing the Browns so far this year. 
have lined up with six quarterbacks. That's you six. almost feel bad for Hugh Jackson. Yeah. Everybody deals with injuries, but they... That, that's, the, that's do you think that place will... Is it going to be empty? Like, are there no, be I don't rocking? think it'll be empty. The like, you guys have been talking <laughs> about... It's not, it's not going to be rocking, okay? It's, it's a corporate <laughs> do, dog pound, right? But no, they'll be, they'll be there. Isaiah Crowell... He's a very impressive yeah, he's uh, back. Top ten in the NFL and talented. You know, he's talented and, and they got a couple guys on the outside. Maybe Corey Coleman from Baylor who can flat out fly. Corey Coleman, th- if he plays this week, this would be first game back right. since breaking. He's his practicing hand. again, and then Terrell Pryor is a guy you not only you not only have to account for on the outside. Big guy likes to box defensive backs out, but also he can get in there and play a little quarterback because we know he played at Ohio State. Run some option with them, so. These are all things you have to account for, and then when the Jets prepare for this team, they're not looking at a 0-7 team because, again, Cleveland definitely has had a lot of tough times this year, but they've been been in a lot of games as well. Alex, uh, I forgot to bring this up because we got lost in in Leo's Japanese talk. <laughs> is this defense going to replicate turnovers or is it going to be more of a pass rush do you think? No, I think I think it's going to be I'm thinking it's going to be more of both. I'm looking for this team to absolutely like explode on you, Sunday. So so you think that the confidence that they yeah, I exemplified think, in the second half is just going to carry over. I think that they're so confident right now. I think they needed that high and I'm thinking they're just going to run away with it. So Especially, I'm going to call two two interceptions and at least a forced fumble. And at least the f- oh, so we're looking at three takeaways yeah. again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think uh, I think that it's <laughs> he gonna <has> be more, <laughs> I think it's going to be more of a, a pass rush this week. If, especially if Joe Thomas does not play, he did not practice this past or yesterday Wednesday. Wednesday. We're taping on Thursday, right? Right. Yep. Yeah, my, my my days have be just become work days and non-work they days. They blur together. Yeah, they blur we're together week pretty. Eight? Wait, so we're halfway through the season right now. Yeah, we are. Wow, it yeah, flies by. Yeah, it's flying by. But nonetheless, the that... Jets will be visiting the Browns week 8, yeah. first Energy Stadium. It'll be it'll be an ex- more exciting than the stats may show, especially because you said the Browns have been in a lot of games. They may get McCown back. And I'm excited to see how this Jets defense responds. From last week, like you said, yeah. it looks like they got their confidence and yeah. their swag back. So I'm interested in seeing that. But now we get to go to the suicide picks. And I, I put that in quotes because Alex and I have been killed about like <laughs> eight times combined. Okay. EA still perfect on the year. You picked uh, the pack last week. Sure. And just to, to review this, your bonus pick, because you always like to give a bonus pick. Okay. You picked Detroit over Washington at home. Detroit, that that Detroit, happened. Detroit won, right? That happened. Okay. Then in the NCAA, you picked Q's over NC over uh, BC. So yeah, right. thank you for that. No problem. And Q's won, and now I can now we have bragging rights over Dylan, okay. who's <laughs> a, one of our colleagues. And then you said this is the one you didn't get right. NC State is going to keep it real close <laughs> <laughs> to Louisville, we who ended up real close. Real close. The, the, Louisville, if real close is 54-13, to 13, then you hit the nail right on the head. They forgot to take the buses to the stadium. Listen, they left their heart in Clemson. A missed field goal late in that ball game. They could not get up two weeks in a row. If you are listening at home, 3-1, and one, winner, winner, you know the rest. Chicken dinner. Oh. <laughs> okay, so what are my picks this week? What, well, I, what, I, what are the games? 
Well, Alex is going to bring that up right now. I'm but bringing let, it up. Let me, ask, let me ask you this. Would you... Three and one. Are you, take it. Are you ever going to pick the New York Jets this season? Sure. If there's a... <laughs> no comment. No I, comment. I would take them this week, though. I think we're good. I save, I save the Jets because I know I got that in my back pocket. That's oh. how you work a suicide pool. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I get you, that. You, you keep your heavies in your back pocket. RDA, Jets Jacksonville gonna, at Tennessee. That's tonight. Call well, rush game. Washington at Cincinnati. New England at Buffalo, your boys. Arizona. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Rewind. I didn't even listen to your little flip comment there. Jacksonville. <laughs> okay. Buffalo is your, your home. Yeah, right. Jacksonville at Tennessee. Washington at Cincinnati. New England at Buffalo. Arizona at Carolina. Uh, Jets, Cleveland. Detroit, Houston. Casey at uh, uh, the Colts. Seattle at uh, New Orleans. Oakland at Tampa Bay. San Diego at Denver. Green Bay at Atlanta. Philly at Dallas. Minnesota at Chicago. Have I used the purple people eaters? I don't. I don't believe so. See, we haven't kept track. I already. I I haven't. Give me Minnesota. And and okay. So in a bonus pick, a bonus pick. So I got Minnesota. Alex, what game do you like this week? I'm gonna take the Jets. You're taking you're taking the the Jetties over the Cleveland Browns. You're you're all in here. Well, I would take us every week, but especially this week, I think our confidence is up. And I think we're going to rock. EA looks like he's an- EA's looking at uh, EA's analyzing stats right now. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so your your bonus pick is uh, Carolina over Arizona. And, oh, okay. Yes. Coming off the bye week, you like the Panthers. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. How about a- any NCAA action here? Um, listen, my alma mater, the University of Florida, is battling Georgia this week. I'll take the Gators. You gonna make a? You gonna talk to Jordan Jenkins about that? Oh sure, I'll talk to Jordan <laughs> Jenkins. What else By the do you way, want to talk fact, about? <laughs> Alex Jimo, the leading tackler on the Cleveland Browns, Christian Kirksey, played at Iowa. Oh really? Yeah. Before I think before you were there. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, that's but cool. he, he is. Uh, I, I just learned this this week in the scouting the opponent piece. He's a machine for the Browns. I hadn't. I didn't really know who he is, and I'm like, oh, who is this guy? He's like, oh, Hawkeye. What's I didn't up? know that. I'll have to go check that out. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, the Gators over Georgia. Yeah, give me Baylor on the road at Texas. That's maybe uh, Baylor will be favored in that game, but they'll win. Well, what, what, rather what about, what about the heavyweight showdown here? Well, like the like what, what's one of the top? I don't. I haven't looked at the college football schedule this week, but what's like the the three thirty game or the eight p.m. game? Um, that's a good question. Let me get out your top twenty-five. And before you ask, Syracuse is on a bye. <laughs> so, so that, I'm picking Syracuse this and week. And we're two and L in the last two weeks, yeah, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Jimo's on the bandwagon. Dino Baber. Well, uh, Michigan and Michigan State before the season, you would I have can't said wait that's for a big Michigan game. Ohio State. Sorry, I have to put that out there. I can't wait for that either. I can't wait. Washington and Utah, those are two ranked teams. You know I'm wrong with my Huskies. They'll be in the playoffs this year. They'll be in the college football playoff. The Huskies? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Give me a Washington over Utah. So so, uh, to recap the picks here, I got Minnesota over Chicago. Mm -hmm. That's easy. I have uh, your, your special bonus NFL pick is... Carolina, over a one and five team over Arizona. I got my Florida Gators beating Georgia. Um, I got the Washington Huskies going on the road to Utah. Yeah, hostile environment, taking care of business. And my third pick was Baylor 
going into Texas and taking down the horns. Honk them not this weekend. Alex and I are just taking Syracuse because they're on the bye. <laughs> so we know we can't it. lose there. We've lost enough already. We're good. <laughs> so you all are safe? Good, oh, good oh yeah. Pick. You know, we, we, we play it safe here sometimes. Good, good pick. Uh, so thank that, you. So after week eight, I will be undefeated. In all right, all right, all right. We'll bring the belt week 16 if you make it perfect. Any closing statements, Jaimo? About the about the Jets, about anything. Cleveland rocks. I'm excited. I think we might be going to a Cavs game the night before. Are you? I don't know. I don't know. I think our department, it might be a department thing. I don't know. I know Kevin Kevin uh, was thought it would be a good idea. So, Quick and Loans Arena. It's supposed to be cold and raining all weekend. So, we'll see. Uh, uh, not, not everything can be like Arizona. No, right? I'm going to miss Arizona. <laughs> that hotel was Any closing nice. statements? No. And that's uh, all she wrote. No, I don't. And that's all Let's she wrote for here rock at One Jets roll. Drive, week eight. The New York Jets visiting the Cleveland Browns at First Energy Stadium. Again, kickoff set for 1 p.m. The Browns 0-7, the Jets 2-5, looking to build on their one-game winning streak. Thank you, thank you, and let's go here. Keith.